listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API. Now from the Nowcast Network Studios, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to the Audio Nowcast. My name is Mike Rodriguez, and before we get going, let me introduce the guys. Over here, on my right, we've got the one and only... Larry Dropa! Mike, hello, everybody. Uh, next to him, we've got Mr. Nick Beck. Hello, Mike. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Happy <laughs> New Year to all. Happy New Year. And uh, next to him, we've got Bobby Summerfield. Hello! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and next to him, we've got Bobby Osinski. Hey, everybody. Hey. And finally, over here on my left, we've got Scott Gershon. Scotty! Hello. <laughs> and finally, Hello. right here on my laptop, we've got Mr. Rob Arbiter. Hello, everyone. Hey. <laughs> I love the futz he's got. You know? Because I've caught a, uh, a typical, typical <laughs> Madden show flu, and I don't want to give it to you guys. I'm calling it remotely. He's calling it, but the more important Thank thing you. is he's keeping his streak alive. This is show number one. I have no idea where we're at. (laughs) Hold on, I'll tell you exactly. 654. I'll tell you. We are at show. Okay, this is show number 180, gang. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, so, uh, and if we move around, we get some phasing. Oh, yeah. So Rob, oh. Rob's been to all 180 shows, and yes, this is show 180. Also joining us today, we have uh, Miss Bliss McGinnis running the video. Hi, everyone. Hi, Hi Bliss. And since we're uh, on uh, camera, also we have the lovely Jane Dropa. On needlepoints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just call like say she's on point. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, listen. If you're wondering why this podcast looks a little different and sounds a little different, is we were originally going to go to Rob's place, and he got deathly ill. And uh, Bobby Summerfield, yes, yay, lived a mile and a half away from him. That's right. And uh, one of the good things about doing a pro audio podcast with everybody who has a studio (laughs) is uh, you get to end up in a place like this as a backup and this is an amazing place. Oh darn, I guess we just have to settle. You're very kind. Starting with the Neve that's behind me that uh, we've heard stories on the podcast about Bobby just modifying the bejeebies out of this thing. Yeah, because I had to. (laughs) (laughs) So Bobby, thank you so much. You're so welcome. uh, I mean, seriously, it was like watching a mad scientist when he was putting this thing together. Well, was, you should tell everybody going to say, well, why is this so ambient tonight? We only got two mics because I've been living in Australia and all my stuff's packed away. That's right. So that's most of the... But of course, two mics, probably doing a way better job than any of those other mics yeah, that we did. That's so. A, so eventually we just do it all via Skype and we could be everywhere. We, that's, yeah. a, that's a great idea. And, you know, we'll be at eight at night and you'll be having breakfast. Yep. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but you won't get coffee, will you? You won't get the same espresso. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well, and, you know, first of all, I just want to say, man, I've missed you guys. Uh, you, oh, too. This is like, you this too. is just good for my soul, like, doing the podcast. The last time you saw me, I had more hair. 
I- <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, it's it's. I really, there's just so much has happened. Done a lot of traveling, been to a lot of places, seen a lot of amazing things, and it's just great. You know, I, I can't wait. And you guys missed the nerd out conversations that we had while Bobby was setting up. You know, and uh, it was great. We we're talking about all kinds of really great stuff. And one of the things we're going to talk about is the Nam show because we all just got back from Nam. Um, but before we do that, um, first of all, I want to talk. Larry Dropa is joining us, like I said, yep. um, and Larry is the owner and president and the big kahuna over at uh, API Audio. So. Oh, superlatives. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, we've, done, we've been doing this podcast for 10 years, and API has supported us for 10 years. And where was Larry on podcast one? Uh, you weren't there quite yet. You were there at Podcast, podcast one? one? Were you our first yeah, guest? I was. Wow. Yes. Was a long, wow. It was 180 podcasts ago. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were on the second podcast, but no. That was probably one. over 10 years ago. You had a perm wow. at that point, Mike. It was awesome. No, I was just a lot less bitter at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was a young buck in the, uh, in the industry. I remember sitting there and I'm like, wow, look at all these guys. And now I'm just as bitter as they are. <laughs> Actually, not, I think you I'm called not, it a pod show at that point. Yeah, exactly. I'm not bitter, though. You know we're what? not bitter. We're a little tart. No. it's <laughs> Look, it, there's so many great things happening in audio, especially over this past 10 years. And just so many – like if you work in any of the creative fields, you, you should never be bummed because it's just a great thing. And it's really just a blessing to be able to use your creative mind every day at work. And um, it was great. When uh, Larry came over, I, I showed him some of the reels that we did over at uh, – trailer park and 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 it was just amazing just to reflect on 2016 and see all the good stuff that happened so it's really cool anyhow but i just wanted to thank larry and i wanted to tell everybody you know just continue to support api you know what not that they need my endorsement because <laughs> it's like it's like having a car show and being endorsed by ferrari you know but uh you know they've been really good to us and thank you i just want to say thank you larry well, for all your yeah. support appreciate that mike and uh, we appreciate uh, the chance to be here and be involved all right. Now, having said that, let's move forward to Nam Show Nam twenty seventeen. Seventeen. How crazy was that? I mean, I think everybody here went right. Everybody, yeah. everybody went to the Nam Show. So we're, I'm just going to open it up, um, starting with uh, you, Scott. Tell me about Nam and what you see and what interesting things, and try to keep it under a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you're asking a lot, aren't you? <laughs> what do I see at Nam? You know, it's a lot of very interesting things. Um, I can name probably four or five things that, that kind of piqued me a little bit. Um, two things, an Aptec. Adaptiverb was kind of cool. And they also had a, I think it's called Wormhole, some software that's kind of like, the first time I saw a Mangler plugin, that's probably on par with Eventide. Something does a lot of weird pitch and modulation stuff, and, uh, and that was pretty cool. Um, and what's uh, uh, adapt, adapt verb, adaptive verb, something? Uh, what they do is they get rid of all the peaks. Hmm. So any transients, so if I'm doing post-production, like any kind of footsteps or anything else, they get all rid of all the high-end transients, so you get this nice sustained reverb of the body of the sound. And I just love it. And you can then mix and change how much transients you do want to hear or don't want to hear. Uh, it's fascinating. And they also have a freeze mode where you can take weird sounds and let a drone for infinite infinity save them as a library so you can call them up for sound design. I think it's a, a pretty cool tool. 
Again, Wormhole is uh, doing some crazy pitch stuff. Um, it's kind of like pitch meets morph meets some of their other technologies, and and that was pretty special. Um, another one was from EarCam, and that was called Spat. And Spat is a multi-channel plugin that can be for VR, it could be for film, it could be for theme parks. And what you do is you can control height, pitch, uh, so many different things. You can do Dopplers in, in, I don't know, it's not infinite, but it's more sources than I can tell. Wow. And that was pretty cool. And then you can lock them together and pan them together. So, Rob, what did you see over at uh, NAM show? The doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it was the oysters. <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute here. Oh, what did, did you... you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you, brother. I guess my... Uh, I was mostly looking for interesting synths because there's been this rebirth in synths in the last few years. And uh, <laughs> I'd have to say the, uh, the new Dave Smith, the Rev 2... Yeah. Uh, it was one of the most exciting ones I saw. Also, the Arturia, what is that one called? The, oh, the big one? The Matrix yeah. Brute? Right. Also very cool. And the super high-end company had this really cool pedal. Um, the super high-end... Uh, 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 you mean API? Oh, yeah, yeah, with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah. Um, hey, Rob, you know what? Dude, I'm going to release you, man, because uh, I just feel bad for you. So Yeah, I am. I am suffering. The man <laughs> fever is definitely not a fun thing, but it's great to hear all you guys, and uh, I'll be there in spirit. All right. All right. All right, Rob. Well, 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 see you soon, Iron Man. Oh, well. Hope you feel better. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's now let's just cut him out. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That's horrible. <laughs> God, that Rob man, he's so awful. <laughs> he's I believe him. Rob so, said he's sick again. <laughs> with his schedule though, that guy goes all over the place. Yeah, so yeah. man, he's just an amazing dude. Um, Rob, we love you, and we hope you get better soon. Bobby Osinski, what did you uh, see over at the Nam Show? Uh, specific products or big picture. Uh, ooh, you know what? We're going to come back to you for big picture. Mm. All right? We'll do the specific products. I like that big picture. Okay. Wow. So th- there's something very significant that happened yeah. at this show. I, but uh, I'll give you a couple of products, though. Okay. Uh, the coolest product I saw was the lowest tech and the cheapest. It was called Rock Block. And what it was, it worked on... Uh, Telecasters and Stratocasters. It was a block of aluminum that basically bolted onto the neck, on the back of the guitar, and then connected to the bridge. And it was the most unbelievable demo. They had two identical tellies. Guy plays the chord on, on one without it, sounded pretty good. Plays it on the one with the rock block, and it sounded enormous. It was amazing. Wow. The it's be- on the front of it or the back? It's on the of back. It? The best 60 bucks you'd ever And you, buy. you put your hand in between mm. it. it like, so so it's, it, it goes between on no, the back no, of the neck? No, no, no. On the back so of the back neck. Of the, you, you pull the plate off that, that connects the neck. Got you. And it, it, the four screws go on, the four bolts go on there. And then um, it connects to where the bridge is going in. Yeah, okay. And so, you know, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so they're tying it all together. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, like it's a neck through. And what's it made of? Aluminum. Wow. And it, that was the best thing. 
That's, that's, that's a cool thing. We have to look at that. Yeah. Wow. And, but something else audio-wise that I saw was the Mog Audio Magnum K compressor. Uh, very unique. Most unique take I've seen in a long time. It was basically four units in one. It was a regular compressor off the top, but then it went into a second compressor that was built around 2 to 4K. And then... In parallel, it had one of their EQ2s that had the air band. Oh, it was a lot And then, yeah. and the sub band to give you all that stuff that you you lose in processing back. And then finally, a soft limiter at the end. Wow, nice. that was brilliant. As a, a plug-in or hardware? Wow. Hardware. Nice. Bobby Summerfield, how about you? Give me a couple quick ones. I have a couple quick ones. Well, actually, um, Rob mentioned it, the Dave Smith synth. Right. And also, I saw just on a silly thing as well, Pioneer made a drum box, which is actually kind of like Machine. Oh, it's really cool. cool. Very, very cool interface. Great great to play. Great for DJs. Nice. Ideal for playing if you're a DJ and an event, that sort of right. thing. And then I saw a microphone called, it's called The Hole. It's kind of weird. And it's a microphone like any old microphone. I'm showing my hands, but nobody can hear me. But anyway, <laughs> it's got a big slot in it. And um, basically... Uh, the, the microphone is held by this expanding clip that holds the microphone. It's kind of weird, and it sounded really good too. It's kind of German-made. It wasn't a, a Chinese capsule on a bit of American electronics. It was a German handmade microphone. Really good, great sounding too. That's great. High, pristine sort of sounding thing. That was it. Nick, how about you? I've got I've got three, and I'll try to go through them quickly. Quick. Uh, the first one was the the rise of Eurorack. There had to be mm-hmm. double the number of mom and pop. Uh, Eurorack companies there that there were a year ago. And while this is great because that means that the hobby is expanding and more and more people are getting into Eurorack, which means more and more change and more and more different options and stuff, at the same time, it it feels like it's expanding too quickly to me for you know the available people that are into it. And I just can't imagine all of these mom-and-pop shops that sprang up this year is still being here a year from now. You know what? And there was some really good modules, but there was some bad sounding Yeah, there was. Too. I mean, yeah. like, you're like, I listened to a couple of them, and I'm like, uh, I can make it better sound on my iPhone, you know? It's just, there's some, anyhow. Yeah. Don't mean to suck the most. There, there is some great, <laughs> but there is some amazingly great stuff, and I'll never... Uh, the human mind will never stop making creative and interesting tools. Oh, that's true too. And there are some companies like 4MS and Make Noise and Maleco and a few others um, that make just really, really curious things that allow you to mangle sound in a way that you never would have thought about. So it's sort of browsy sound design rather than specific pointed focus sound design. But it sure is fun to be able to make crazy things like that. Um, The second thing that really stuck out to me was a a new device from Zoom. It's the Q2N. And I saw it while it was there. It's a small, you know, maybe three inch tall, blocky uh, video camera with pair of microphones on it that is designed oh, like, specifically for musicians. Because I had a, an old version of that. This this is this is brand new, and it's about this big. Wow! And they it's got a terrific lens. It can handle up to 120 dB before crapping out, so it's mm. perfect for drummers mm-hmm. to be able to use to record themselves. Yeah. Mm. Um, I liked it so much that I went home. Uh, to the hotel room and immediately ordered one for myself on Amazon. Wow. It blew me away. It was 159 bucks. Wow. And so I'm going to use it for um, doing like tutorial videos for YouTube, which is exactly you what you're You should bring know. it in next podcast. Sure, I'll bring it in next time. I want, yeah, I want no problem. Great. And then the third thing, were you going to talk about Moog Big Picture or nope. can I talk about it? Okay, so the third thing, uh, and 
as far as I'm concerned, it is the um, it wins the most awesome booth ever at yeah. NAMM Award. I was wondering what that was. I yeah. will tell you what that was. So, 2016 was an awful year in many different ways. One of the ways that it was awful is that it saw the passing of so many, you know, of our legendary musicians. And for some weird reason, many, many of them were real electronic music innovators. So there was Keith Emerson and Isao Tomita and Don Buchla and um, and Bernie Morrell and my teacher, Pauline Oliveros. Mm -hmm. And I think there was another one as well. I don't remember off the top of my head. And so all of these people that were so important in electronic music, what Moog did was they did not have any of their synthesizers out on the floor. Instead, they took their show space and they made the whole thing an homage to all of these electronic music pioneers. So you would go in there at the start of it and they would hand you headphones and a little playback thing and you would listen to the music of all of these people as you slowly walked along this meditative garden path that had quotes about them and quotes from them, quotes from John Cage talking about Pauline Oliveros, all this stuff. And while you're going, you would go and you would create a little celebration for whoever was most important to you, either a tweet or an Instagram picture. And you got to the front and then they gave you a little code. You added that into your tweet or your Instagram thing, hit the button. It immediately posted it to social media. And then they gave you, you know, as a gift, a little, you know, small pamphlet with a drawing of one of them on there and a pencil and a pen and said, go be creative. And it was just such a beautiful piece of art. Mm. It just knocked my socks off. I was blown away for days from that. It looked cool. I didn't get to experience it, but it definitely looked cool. That is lovely. That was really amazing. That's awesome. Larry, how about you? What did I see at NAMM? I saw a space about 20 feet (laughs) uh, bordered by a carpet uh, uh, that was all API, unfortunately. uh, Let's talk about your pedals, though. uh, API has come out with two guitar pedals. Right, first Which time is ever. new territory for us. New, yeah, new yes. territory. Yeah. And, it's called uh, the Transformer series. Transformer with a Z. Um, tell us about them. Well, it, it, it gives guitarists or bass players or even keyboard players um, the, the ability to take a little piece of API and underfoot, as we say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's in a little stomp box with uh, uh, a built-in uh, line input and uh, has gain and then... Uh, Compressor section and a three-band EQ, and then output volume control. Which is basically, I mean, API is kind of known to be guitar-friendly anyhow, so it's it's just doing what they've they've done throughout its whole time, and they've condensed it in a small pedal to get the amazing API guitar sound. Yeah, well, over the years, of course, a lot of people have taken a lunchbox, yeah. and you yeah. put a mic pre and an EQ sure. and a compressor in it, but nowadays the lunchbox is eight spaces, so it yeah. does take up some space. So this... Huh. this as a as a pedal box is uh, more compact and is that, still gives that tone. Is the compressor in it more five twenty five or five twenty seven? It's more five twenty five. See, that's mm-hmm. awesome because the five twenty five compressor on a bass is like it just does yeah. wonderful things, yes. like amazing things. Well, uh, I heard him. Uh, they had uh, Justin Johnson was doing the demo, and he was the guy who plays the uh, the shovel. First of all, just an amazing person, um, talented uh, musician, just not only with just a, a, a shovel, but with all his other different instruments that he plays. He's like a rake and a hole, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> no, but playing <laughs> Wicked Director. It was, yeah. <laughs> but, but man, it made, that, it made that shovel just sound amazing. It was really, really great. It was really good. Anything else you, you said? Well, uh, if, if 
we're going to talk about changes or things that were new. Uh, the other product that's new at the show was the, the 3124, which now has output volume control. So the 3124 is now called the 3124V and the 3124MV. Uh, so output volume control finally on uh, some of those mic pre's that traditionally have been you know, pretty hot output over the years. Oh, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna toot API's horn because oh, they you. won a tech award. Yay. Oh, Yay. yes, tech award for yeah. the 512V, which is basically the the 512 mic um, mic preamp with uh, volume on the mm. output, mm-hmm. which is something that. People have been asking for 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 a long time. And if that's not enough, we got uh, additional accolade at, at the show thanks to uh, the the NAM Technology Lifetime Achievement uh, Department and the Lunchbox uh, got a Lifetime Achievement Award. Woo! Yeah. 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 All right, yeah. highly deserved. Okay, yeah. for for a rectangular <laughs> piece of metal with a power supply and a couple of connectors on it. You're the uh, standard right? that has become a standard for more yeah. than just well, you. Well, that's true. You know yeah. what? Right. Yeah. See, I love this podcast because we're just nerding out. <laughs> like, if anybody walked in here, <laughs> I, I, I need to take the nerding just to a higher level, just for one moment. So, Larry, I'm curious about your guitar pedal. Does it have, you know, classic API circuit topology? Does it have a 2520 in it? It absolutely does. And a transformer. Wow! Yeah! (laughs) So somebody can, so you can get that beautiful API sound. Yes. You know, just as a guitar pedal. In about a 19-pound pedal. Wow. (laughs) It's not small, but it has some weight, but boy, does it sound I'll bet it sounds great. It does sound great. I'll bet it It sounds sounds really great. It's gotten great reviews so far. That's great. Congratulations. It's a great in. If if you're a guitar player, it's a great into the API world. You know, so it sounds really good. And you said that it sounds really good on bass as well. Yeah, they have there's a bass, bass version. version. Oh, there's a bass so the, version. The, 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 so the voicing's a little different. Well, the EQ is different. Yeah, oh, yeah. So the, EQ is different. the GT is optimized for guitar frequencies, mm-hmm. and the the LX is optimized for low frequencies. Mm-hmm. Yes. How about you, Mike? Um, well, I saw a lot of the API booth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. By the way, for doing but, some demos for us in the booth, <laughs> we appreciate that. But uh, um, you know, product wise. You guys have covered everything. The Dave Smith keyboard. I spent yeah. some time playing that. Lovely. And it was amazing. It's just so to hear analog, like to have some pads and 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 as a sound designer, you know, sometimes you just want a nice bass, right? So you get a nice bass analog warmth and then you can just tweak it and just do things with it. But if you just have that, it's like building a house if you have the the bricks and you just have the base you know you can do a lot of really fun stuff and then the matrix brute is just mm-hmm, amazing yeah. that is just it's an amazing keyboard um man if i had two of those those two keyboards it'd be like okay i don't need keyboard ever again <laughs> until, <laughs> until next year i know until next, <laughs> year. Yeah. next year but did, um, did anybody check out but, the behringer deep mind no i have a thing against behringer but that's okay but well <laughs> no i'm not trying to change the subject merely that they made a big deal out of yeah. the fact that they were actually you know sort of turning over yeah. creating something yeah. that was, you know, sort of their the thing that they really had wanted to make for all these years yeah. and and so forth. I played with a little a little bit. Did you see it? Uh, Sonny told me what about is, it. What is it? I don't even know. It's Behringer's synthesizer. Yeah. It's mm. a it's a real synthesizer with knobs and sliders yeah. and yeah. And if it comes know, out classic synthesizer and then topology. It, it's gonna list for three hundred dollars and it's just gonna It's hurt. super cheap. Yeah, forget it. I'm I'm just so done with that with that whole cheap thing. It's like I would rather buy mid and high. I don't have to because it's just I don't know. I, you see a lot of these manufacturers and you see a lot of these mom and pop shops and, and you know, you look at like Gibson has taken over another software company and, and it's they like take over? they are now with um, Cakewalk, I think. I think – wasn't that, that – oh, was, that, That's been a while. Yeah. yeah. 
but but I'm just saying it's like you know how long it's going to be. Well, I've heard some things from some people. That's why. Maybe Did Behringer show? Was TC at the <laughs> Behringer booth? But I didn't see. I him. couldn't find it because I've heard. Yeah. I saw an ad somewhere that TC had a inexpensive metering system hmm. via USB. Yeah. You, no, I didn't see it. I just saw but, it. And I was trying to find it, no, I but I couldn't find. Actually, I couldn't find TC. Yeah, I didn't see that. I, but I couldn't I'll tell you find the cool <laughs> Oh, they were there. Yeah, they, yeah. Were there. they were. They were tiny little. Bits. Um, I'll tell you what, the their, best thing... Their big update was the Genesis is now available in black. <laughs> oh, man. And it's got Vegas mode where the faders go up and down. And oh, up we and got down a, down. that thing's got Vegas mode on it. Hey, the best thing that I saw over at, uh, at NAMM, though, by far the coolest thing was Stevie Wonder playing the Harpeggi. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Harpeggi, but it's... it's no. I'll show you the video afterwards. And actually, I'm going to post this on the on the website, too. But it's... 24 strings? Uh, there's three types. Yeah, so see, they, 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 that one he played was 16. Okay, there's a 16 string. So think of it as 16 strings. It looks like a harp. Okay? Oh, yeah. But the only way, you can't strum it. You have to actually hit the fret and then you make noise. Well, oh, really? Like a clavinet. It has a clavinetish sound. Yeah, with overall. your fingers. But yeah. you have to hit oh, the yeah. strings. With your fingers. Yeah. But it's the same. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. It's the same Stevie thing. Wonder, like clavinet master, hits the keys. Yeah. The way that a clavinet works yeah. is yeah. that you hit the key and there's a hammer that comes mm-hmm. down, yeah. just yeah. like slapping a bass. Exactly. So, it sounds like it's the same so thing he every sat day. down at the API booth, running through um, one of the boxes, and he jammed on that for like 10 minutes. And it was wow. just amazing. And Steve, I mean, you just forget how much groove this man has. Like, <laughs> he has more groove yeah. in his little finger than I'll ever have, ever. I mean, he was just sitting there, and uh, it was really, it was really amazing. It was really great, and it was, it was so funny because not only did we see Stevie, and Stevie was there, but we ran into. Um, it was like getting the whole gang together because a lot of the road crew from Stevie Wonder from back mm. in the day, we all kind of showed up at the same time and took pictures and stuff. And it was just really, it was really awesome, you know. But um, that's the great thing about Nam. Nam has some really good things, and you know, and if you guys want to find out more about gear, you can you know read online. There's plenty of blogs and plenty of places. But the best thing about Nam, I think, is is all the connections and all the yeah. different people you meet and yeah. all yeah. the different meeting your that's, mates. That's yeah. that's the thing, and you and you reconnect with people and you meet new people. And I made some amazing contacts for some really cool things that that we're going to be doing actually for the podcast. And uh, it's just really great. And it's just you know if you ever get a chance, if you're out there, you know. It's hard to get into, but if you can find a way into Nam, you will not be. You say it's hard to get into, but I see so many non-obvious people meant to be there. But you know what? But well, yeah, but they got in through a friend. They got in through a contact your music store. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times, and they'll be able to get you in. Yeah, yeah, hot pens. Yeah, if you if you're a member, if you're a Nam member, obviously you get you get um, you get badges. But even then, I think you have to pay for the badges if you're, or you get a couple. It's a reduced price, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I want to say something on the weird on the side, is that David Bach. Yeah. Now David Bach used to work with us as Soundalux, and something that warmed to my heart, and I, I'm so happy, he was able to get back the Soundalux name. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. So right. now we back the Soundalux microphones. That Soundalux USA, because he has to make sure it's Soundalux USA. Yeah. But uh, it made I I had a little tear in my eye, that uh, that he was able to get back the name because. You know, he was with us, and he helped make us sound. He was Soundlux Mics, and to, you know, but they wouldn't give him the name, and now he was able to get it back. Mm. So, uh, so is he manufacturing now, or intends to? No, he, no, he's been. Ma- so he came. What happened was Soundlux uh, when we got bought out years ago, many many years ago. 
said, you know what, we don't want a couple of the divisions when they bought the company. So they just said, we don't want to do microphones. So he said, I totally get it. So he goes, can I keep the name? And they went, no. And he goes, but Soundlux Mics has a name. Don't care. So for over 10 years, he's been under Bach Mics and Bach Audio. So I'm not sure exactly how it happened, but he was able to retain the name Soundlux USA. And so he got the name back, made T-shirts. I got a couple. Mm. And, um, and it's great because, you know, I started Soundlux or at Soundlux 30 years ago. Wow. And I was there for, th- actually more than that, it was 33 years ago. And so I was there for 30 years. When I started, we had 10 of us. And we all started the company and built it into something. And then, uh, you know, we all left the company because we got bought out by somebody we didn't see eye to eye with. And we left the company three years ago and the company fell apart. Uh, over 60 of us left at once, just kind of, you know, and... And uh, but anyway, it's nice to see that that that's still out there. So, what up for David Bach? Yeah, yeah see, yeah. stuff like that. Actually, Nam, you Nam just Nam reminded awesome. me of something to interrupt you. I, I uh, bought a T-shirt, a Mellotron T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Because did you guys see the Mellotrons? I used to have a Mellotron, and and I know you have. Well, you're going to have a Mellotron again when and, you buy mine. <laughs> I may have told you the story, but that's how I got the. That's how I got into. Uh, got my first break somebody had a broken Mellotron in a big pop band and he came into the electronic store long story short and I said I could fix it and I did and I was a kid and he's like dude you can do this what do you ask anyway so but so that's why it was fun to me but the new Mellotrons have come out and they've got different sizes and they sound really really good they've sampled them and they've got exact ballistics to a, to a Mellotron they really wow. sound really good yeah, you cool. mean with the, with the keyboard feels the exact exactly same the way? same but the, the, you know like a Mellotron spinning yeah. sucking tape up basically because the key, the key action on a Mellotron is slow it's, it's mm-hmm. not what you would think it oh, would it's, be. Oh, it's terribly you, unmusical. Right? It's awful. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to offend anybody. Let a keyboard player say it's terribly <laughs> unmusical. <laughs> it's back there again. <laughs> you're playing pinch rollers. That's right. what you're playing. Yeah. You know, the tape machine is a pinch yeah. rollers. It's all pinch rollers. Yeah. But yeah. nothing sounds like that. No. Nothing And the speed like up. Yeah. I love that. Anyway. That's great. That's well, awesome. you know, Nam was awesome. It was a lot of fun stuff, a lot of great gear. But let me just tell you, the biggest disappointment at Nam. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, they raised the price of ice cream cones to $5.25. Yes. <laughs> For an ice cream cone. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about that. Come on. What is How up with that? How bad is the food? Why is Anaheim a black hole for food? I mean, honestly, Anaheim, I mean... No, no, it, yeah. it depends on where you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah we went. Okay, so I went to Ruth's Christmas, which is all right, but... At Nam, you've, you've got all these no, people. The well, but in but Anaheim, it's all the families they travel around the world. thousands of dollars at Disneyland. They have to eat cheap. But not, not in the Anaheim <laughs> Convention Center. Surely well, somebody can set up a you, decent kitchen. Let me tell you, my other pet peeve, okay, was okay, the ice cream cone for $5.25 for an ice cream cone. Yeah. Okay, so I went to go get lunch. And I, you know, you want to do something healthy, which is pretty impossible there. So we went. For, I went for a little bowl, like a little, uh, it's like a... a you know, like a burrito without the without the tortilla, and that's so. healthy, is it? Well, you know, it's, it, it's better than a burger that was next to it. Anyhow, it was ten bucks for the for the for the bowl, right? And then and then they the, the extras like sour cream and like cheese and like uh, so you get plastic. Hold on, hold on, sour cream, cheese, and one other. What was the other thing, Jane? And yeah, and guac, right? <laughs> they gave you a little thing that was like the size of a of a half dollar. A container, and they wanted two fifty for each one. All I'm saying, seventeen fifty for a 
That's crazy. I'll tell you one thing I should mention, which is, uh, just really quickly, is Steinberg, uh, you know, they make Nuendo, I I use it, and I'm kind of partial, but Cubase 9 is coming out, has come out, and Dorico, which is a a music notation program, it's going to smoke. And I really think Cubase 9 is seriously becoming, kick everyone's ass off for sequencing really 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 good mm. so you should check it out for anybody who hasn't played around with it and I'm saying it I don't get endorsed by them they don't give me anything for free is it still sequencing and audio is it taking the best through the window and it's it's actually um, it's, it's got MIDI sequencing and, and powerful audio and mixing via uh, you know a virtual sure. studio basically but, but really 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 hip cool stuff absolutely killer it even Our, has a sampler track now where you can a create a track. sampler just like you used to be able to do with structure you can take a region of audio I'll take it throw it on it and you've got a sampler and right then you there. can click it's and so say make cool. it something oh, out nice. it's, it's super it's, uh, it's going to rip uh, really really is going to give a lot of sequencer companies a kick out in the bum totally agreed Cubase 9 is awesome and Dorico Dorico is amazing everybody I know who's you know into notation software I I would be willing to bet Sibeli is gone I think that Dorico is going to take a humongous piece of that puzzle structure you can't do that anymore yeah no you can't drag it on and hit a sample and I was like why not go with the reasoning was yeah hey we're going to take a break right now and then when we come back we're going to change topics and we're going to uh, talk about something else Um, so uh, we will catch you on the other side Listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and Westwave Audio. Have a question for the panel? Email us at audio at nowcastnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Audio Nowcast. And before the break, we were talking about burritos and how expensive they were at NAMM. And uh, yeah, obviously, it didn't go over too well with the camera because it uh, conked out on us. But hey, listen, um, NAMM was great. Like I said, you can go online and you can do a lot of really cool um, research and see a lot of really cool um, things about NAMM. But um, before we table the whole NAMM um, topic... Um, Bobby, did you want to talk about the big picture at NAM and what? Yeah, so something really changed at NAM. I don't know if you were aware. It was an in-ear monitor show. Uh, everywhere there's in-ear monitor companies that some big, some small. Fender even got into the act. But the significance of that is the fact that I was speaking with a executive VP at a big amplifier company. And he told me that last year, guitar amplifiers were down a lot in sales. And pedals were way up, especially high-end pedals, which is probably good news for you. Um, What I see happening here is that we're going to see fewer and fewer devices on stage moving air. Floor monitors, guitar amplifiers, keyboard amplifiers because everybody's going to have in-ears. And there's a lot of um, even new devices that make it easier to get in-ears. So up until now, everybody needed a a wireless pack. Well, now you can take the cable that plugged into your floor monitor, put it into a box, plug your 
your in-ears in, and there you go. You have cheap in-ears. So the box is like a belt pack or something? No, it's wide. Like you mean you have to be tethered to the... You, you don't area. have to be, but that's a way to do it cheaply cheap and easily. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's so, a Spanish company that are doing that, too. Uh, this was Ultimate Ears, yeah. actually, that did it, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, what we're seeing is the beginning of a new era that's all in ears rather than moving air. Mm-hmm. Uh, amplifiers are not going to die, obviously, but no. we're going to see a de-emphasis. Well, you know, speaking of that, actually, well, Larry was involved with a company that did in-ear monitors for a long time and actually provided Stevie Wonder's um, tour and orchestra with an in-ear monitoring system where each each musician had, had um, a belt pack and the belt pack fed their instrument as well as the mix, right? So they could yeah. mix their instrument against a predefined mix, and that yeah. was for how how large were the uh, orchestras that we toured with? Probably 30, 35 musicians. Yeah, 35 how long ago people. was that? Early nineties. Wow. Yeah. 95. Let me ask you this though, and it's an interesting concept though. But as a mixer, because I think that way, would you find it easier to get a better mix happening if you weren't competing in not the big format stages, but the the medium size? playback, you know, places to listen to music, if you're not having to compensate for the volume of onstage compared to what's coming at the PA. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the side benefits, really, of, of in-ear monitors. The first one is, of course, hopefully, um, better long-term ear protection for the artist, yeah. but secondarily, more controllable stage volume coming off the stage for the front-of-house people. When I used to work for Stevie, one, um, Stevie Miller in 94, we were all in ears, nothing on stage. And there were guitar amps, but they were off stage in, in, mm-hmm. in, in boxes mic'd up. So there yeah. was no on, off, off stage, except we had uh, sets of eight, uh, 15s on either side of the stage and one under the seat of the drummer, just yeah. to keep the air moving, because mm-hmm. you do need that low frequency, because you do get a vibe. Right. But when, you, yeah, you know, when you're playing a rock and roll band, you want a bit of air movement still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen? You, you want to know the future of live concerts, and you guys are going to laugh at this, but what's going to end up happening is you're going to get an app, and it's going to be a concert app, and everybody's going to plug in their their phone and and you're going to put in your own headphones you're going to see the big PAs go away and you're, gonna, and you're going to listen to this because exactly the silent disco um, the silent disco movement is is alive I've been to silent disco I've seen it yeah yeah it's amazing and the fact that you can all you, it's all in your head right and at this particular one that I was at there was a red channel and there was a a green channel, and there was two DJs spinning at the same time. Yeah. And if you wanted to listen to one, you go to one color. You want to listen to the other, you go to the other color. And mm. it's really mm-hmm. weird, but at the same time, it's really, it's like it's technology, and it's just the way it's going to go. Well, did you see the thing about the, um, the sound system in the ceiling? It's starting to catch on. There's a company out of Sweden that specializes in putting in clubs sound system up in the ceiling which is brilliant when you think about it because it's pointing it's down yeah. exactly mm-hmm. where you need it and now everywhere else outside that like you can yeah you, you mm-hmm. can have a nice conversation yeah. and they've done 4,000 uh, uh, venues so far only a few in the states but it's starting to happen yeah I, I mean I think I really think especially- are these in parabolic or are they just go straight down straight down 
Wow. With the way there's the Wi-Fi connectivity and the way that just technology is moving, you're going to see a venue where it's going to be a, a headphone venue. And it's yeah. going to be pretty amazing because there's really no reason why you can't do that right now. There Also, there's a brand new company called Next VR. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's funny. I've been starting to see them semis rolling out. And what they're doing is they're doing live concert VR. Yeah. So you could be in the wow. third row, pop it on, and you might pay 50 bucks. Pop the headphones on, you look around, yeah, you're surrounded there, yeah. by people. Mm. And there's the band, and you get a great seat. Yeah. And now you get to pay to be yeah. on that experience. And they put some big money into it. And I, I, I heard about them, and next thing I'm driving down the road and semis. Mm. Next VR, they're going out to a concert. What do they do with time delay with audio? It's interesting. Uh, it's all relative, because in other words, it doesn't matter if it's live or not, as long as the picture and the audio is sync. You're there. You don't have to. You don't, you're not actually at the venue. You could be oh, someplace else. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Home. You could be at your home. Yeah, of course, yes, I've seen that. And and being in, you know, Pink Floyd's got a big London thing going. Yeah. Right. And you're there. But venues are buying into that as well. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's what's happening too, especially in like amphitheaters, like down in South Orange County. We just lost the Verizon Amphitheater, which has been around for like 30 years, and because it's getting harder and harder for people to basically tolerate the noise that's happening out of amphitheaters. And like they had the Pacific Amphitheater, which is down in Orange County, and they had to do all of this um, uh, sound reinforcement and baffles and things like that. And and it, you just, you, the, the good old days of the loud and proud shows are just getting fewer and fewer. But you know, I haven't seen concerts. I, I used to see them, then I stopped seeing them and I just started going back. But here's what I noticed. And I paid a lot of money for some of these seats, like 400 a seat. Okay. And I have a woman behind me who decides that she wants to sing along mm -hmm. with the band as loud as she can because she's drunk, screaming in my ears, and I didn't come to see her. Mm -hmm. I came to hear the band, and I know it's part of a whole experience, but I hated it. And I said to her, said, excuse me, would, would you stop? Would you shut up? Mm -hmm. Because I really paid a lot of money to see the band. And I can't hear the bad if you're screaming. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, I, and I earplugs because I got to protect my ears. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is screwed. I hate this. I paid a lot of money, you know, to have people. Yeah. You know. No, I understand. Like the VR concert thing, that's going to be great. That's that's going to be awesome. Although there is something about. Well, I'll tell you. I'll but that's tell, why I'll that's why you, it's VR but, is cool because right. you are surrounded by people. But I'll, I'll in tell a controlled you. Environment. I'll tell you about about one thing that I think. Will probably benefit from in-here monitoring. I don't know about the VR, but it could actually work with VR really well too. Is uh, I went and saw I saw Hamilton. I don't know if you guys have mm -hmm. ever seen that most amazing show ever. in New York or LA. Actually, in Chicago. Or Chicago. And uh, it was phenomenal. And the experience of seeing that with people. I mean, Larry, you've seen right. You've I seen have. it. It's just Brilliant. It's just amazing to experience that such an amazing production with, with the audience that's around you. And um, uh, I got the tickets really late and, and we were up in the balcony and, but the sound was amazing. Like broad, like theatrical sound is so good now. Yeah, yeah. It is so like back in the days we used to have like the, the, you know, the arrays and you have the horns and you, you know, it's all mid sounding. It was like it, Oh, it's sophisticated it, now. Yes. Yeah. It, and you know, the other thing I noticed was that the, uh, the the stacks are smaller and smaller. 
Like, how are they getting that kind of output? And the boxes are are going, going line arrays are yeah. Everywhere. Very directable and very well controlled. They're so efficient. Plus, it was, there's a million speakers in a theater, in yeah, a theater yeah. production. Yeah, no, there's a great distribution. Of yeah, it, but it was like, and you could hear, you can hear the words, and you can hear the music, and you can hear that. And and I don't know, I just I just see technology just getting better and better. But seriously, if they had a, an app and you put headphones in, but you were still there and you could still kind of experience all the uh, the actors and everything, I think it'd be just as amazing. You know, yeah. um, I must be sound old fashioned, but I used to love. I used to I love going to rock concerts where everything it was just like a mush coming off stage and it was a vibe. I mean, mm. I, I, technically it wasn't as pleasing. It usually becomes more an event. Right. It's like I went to NASCAR and when I was recording uh, for Herbie and I thought that was fascinating because it, a lot of it had nothing to do with the race. Uh, oh, completely. <laughs> it had to do with, you know, 250,000 people yeah. at, at, in Fontana Speedway drinking, having a good time. And occasionally, and, and, and they wouldn't mind a crash because the crash is kind of cool. Um, and they just watch the cars go back and forth. And I'm like, wow. I get I get kind of put off by everybody at the concert with their iPhones or whatever phones yeah. they have up. And yeah. All you see is like cell. <laughs> so you see like everybody else's screen. I'm like, dude, but, but, <laughs> trying to find I can't see anything. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little I mean, sort of virtual. I understand, but there's it's, okay. Yes, there's something about the about a concert and about feeling the kick drum and all that stuff. That's cool. But, yeah. but I don't know, man. I think the way technology is going, it, it's just it's just getting better and it's well, getting what, safer. I, so I don't think it's an either or though. Like even with our same, I don't know about VR, safer though because SBL in your ears is it, it's, oh, it's but, really loud. But, I mean, it's, what were you going to say? I was going to say, what about the, you go to in ears and and yeah, you can hear a concert in big wide stereo, wide dynamics, and all that. But what if you want to say something to your neighbor? Exactly. It's, That's it's not the social and, and interaction. No, no. You, and I didn't yes, say when you, yes, uh, but you yes. bring it up when you talked about the yeah. um, the uh, 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 what's it called? Silent disco. Silent disco. I mean, okay, I'm old enough to go to disco. You just go to disco. But how else do you pick up a chick when you're dancing with her to the same song? If you're, she's dancing another song, what the fuck? I'm doing exactly. this. I'm like, oh, oh, you know what's I hilarious? Mean, hilarious. What's hilarious is if you're like on one channel and they're on the other channel. And like you're dancing up, and you're you like, look like the white boy in the boy. crowd. <laughs> that person is so off. <laughs> exactly. And but if you do want to say, you say, "Hey, how you doing?" She's like, "What? Oh, I can't hear you." And then you take it off, and you're all quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a novelty. Yeah. I think, I think saying, that people. I think people live inside of their computers too much, way too much as it is. I, Video games have you know taken kids away from socializing and playing sandlot baseball, and agreed. you know I mean while I think it's really cool, and while I hate driving to concerts and dealing with crowds and all of that stuff, look, it would be super, you know, it would be great, but I would still rather see Paul McCartney with twenty thousand other people loving it as much as me around. The, look, know. no doubt about it. There's that. There's that experience, but. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to see Paul McCartney with having the most perfect sound in your ears. But I think you know? the thing is, it depends know. on where you're sitting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing is, if I go to a concert and I'm out in the, the, the nosebleed seats, that's no fun. It's not fun. Everything's echoed. You're not hearing direct. You're actually watching it on TV. It's not live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, they look this big. Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's about an inch. And, um, at radio, you know. Yeah. And um, no, I mean, I, I I do agree. I like live performances. The question is, how do you ingest it? Yeah. I just and you're yeah, there though. I mean, there's like the whole gestalt of the fact that you but and you, the performer are in the same geographical I'll, vicinity at the but same time. I'll, 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 snob. I don't mind it as long as someone's not throwing up on me, touching me. I just don't. If I you want to go there for, I love it. Wanna, <laughs> but no, if you want to get stoned and ripped, great. Just don't. 
I don't want to participate in that. Like in your space. And And I just want to love the music. Yeah, and it's not going to take over everything. I'm just saying you're going to see that as an option. Somewhere down the road, you're going to see that as an option. Like, because there's so many. I'm a huge fan of just live performances, whether it's, you know, Cirque du Soleil over at Vegas or or whether it's, you know, plays or or even small little venues. Even when I went to the juke joint and, uh, you know, it's like, I just love live performances. And And so. I'm willing to – if somebody had you know, this really newfangled thing and you put your headphones on and you had an app and everything, it's let's say it's your favorite electronic band or something, I'd be the first one to be like, yeah, let's give it a shot you know, because it could sound great. Here's, here's, here's my thought. I agree. And you know, for those of us that are getting older and would rather just be at home rather than having to deal with all that stuff, I'm totally, totally there with you. However, I don't think it's going to happen – I don't think that it could become – you know, a de facto standard way of doing this stuff until VR goggles don't feel like a novelty anymore. Well, see, I'm not talking right? about it's VR. It's one of these things where... Sure, it's, it's only... I mean, you know, when people... Because I do so much VR now, and I was asking me, like, so do you like it? And I go, look, do you remember when a portable phone was about a foot long? And it was portable. The key thing was portable. And then if you said, wow, do you think anyone is going to buy these? And you were like, no. The thing weighs 15 pounds. You walk it around and you, you schlep in it. It doesn't make any sense. So when you look at VR now, it's right there. You know, the whole point is when was the last time people are now using their phones as computers? They check their email, they listen to music, they watch TV, they're doing their banking. It's a telephone. When you look at VR, it's the same thing. I believe we're five to ten years away for it to be... I think we're ten years away for it to be boring. I think we're five years away for it to be holy shit. Everyone's using it. Yeah. It's got to okay, be... It's, without... Right. Well, your eyes if, you look, if, you look at, if you look at Magic Leap, it doesn't, it's not come out yet. There's no goggles. What they're doing is they're projecting onto the eyeball. What they're doing is and, selling a kind job to a lot of people, according well, to Wired but, magazine. <laughs> but but even okay, but you look at Hololens works. I've worked with Hololens right, on Microsoft. Yeah. Right. So AR is coming. Um, the thing with with Magic Leap in their defense, they haven't released anything. So it's not a con job yet, because what they're saying is, if they can make it work, it will change everything. Because you no longer use a computer the way you would. You never have a laptop. You never have these giant screens. The whole world you see is your screen. If they can make it work. But they're working on it, and I believe it's still in its massive infancy. Nick, and what I'm talking about isn't necessarily VR. I'm talking about actually being at the event and you're just monitoring through your phone. Oh, see, that's because that's much like it's the silent disco model. I don't. I think to me, I think that's coming down the pipe. I think you're going to see Wi-Fi, and I think people are going to put in their headphones and you're going to listen to it. And you know what? I don't think I would hate that. I think it could sound really. It good. would just be the earbuds that you would have with Look, your. It poses a challenge for live mixes. It does, but also here's the thing too: is like I don't know if you've voice. been to. Have you been to um, Vegas and seen the, the Beatles show? Um, I would okay, love to. Love each seat has a five. To. Each seat has a five-one sound system in it, right? And so if you put your head back against it, you hear. You hear your monitors, and it just sounds. But that's sounds, pre-recorded music so, that's going through right. people flying in the air. It doesn't matter. It's just the way you monitor. It doesn't matter sure. if it's pre-recorded or live. That's all I'm saying is, is it's. 
I see it coming. I see that you have in-ear monitors all over the place, and you, hmm. and everybody has a phone. And all you need to do is get an app, and you call it, a, you know, a, a live PA app, and you put your headphones in there, and everybody puts in. They all have the headphones anyhow. It's it's coming down the pipe. Well, maybe it's something that you could do in addition to. So you go to the concert, and you know you're in a position where it doesn't sound all that great, or you don't want to hear it really loud. I mean, this is the in-ear monitor thing, right? You plug those things in. They provide some level of hearing protection, so you're not, you know, you go to a metal concert and you don't want to hear it at 108 dB, you want to hear it at, you know, 78 dB or 88 dB, whatever. Um, and so you can hear it your own way. You're listening to the music on your own terms yeah. while still, you know, being there with everybody else and enjoying what's going on. I, mean, I, 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 I can see that. I wear earphones. I mean, I wear earplugs anyway because I won't go to a live show right. without yeah. earplugs because, I mean, obviously it's my life. But so I would love if that was the thing and if I could hear it, I think it'd be amazing. One of the things Fair I enough. think, though, is like when you look at AR, I mean, actually, VR is, has, a, has a place, but it's going to come and go. AR, can you imagine seeing a live band live? And the lyrics yeah. are floating above them. That's just superimposed. It's not really there, but when you look through your glasses, they're super. The lighting show will change. Everything will change. You're gonna have close-ups of the of the vocalists because they're just going to superimpose what you're actually seeing live with what you're seeing, what they're projecting. Uh, I, I, the 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 artistic side of it is off the charts. Well, there's just a lot of opportunities and and. Coming from the fact that it started with NAM and you see more and more in ears, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens and to see where the industry goes. But I think there's, I think it's going to take some turns that we never thought of. But as you start to think about it, it starts going to make more and more sense. You're like, okay, that makes sense, you know? Because look, this the phone, man, it's all over the place. You know, you can get Alchemy now on your phone, which is amazing. Um, it's it's the smartphone is ten years old as of yeah yeah. So it's, last, last month, and you know what? The phones are boring because yeah. you go, I don't know, an iPhone seven is it really worth it? Yeah. I don't know the six. I don't know. I've yes. got this, and I'll just <laughs> I'll buy it next year. Buy another one. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. And you actually stop and think because I was an era before phones didn't exist, and you're like, wow. Hey, I, I just, don't think I could live without it. I got the seven plus and the camera on that, and all the features. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, holy. I smokes. bought the seven plus. For the camera. Yeah, it's, it's mm. amazing. Yeah. It's like, I'm just 256 gigs. I mean, this had more memory than, you know, my laptop two years ago. So it's you, like, you don't, you don't it's even crazy. You know, as, we, as we look back, um, we just got finished doing the logo for Technicolor because we're the audio department. And I actually stopped and thought about it. And we were using a combination of alchemy and some string stuff. It was amazing. And there's no orchestra. And we put it together in about a day. And it was this big... John Williamsy Goldsmith kind of score, and we just did it in a in a ten by ten room, and it just sounded amazing. So, you know, when we look back at the power uh, of of an accessibility of the toys available, I mean, you're you're in your laptop, I see in a hotel room, and yeah, all the time. Absolutely. I was looking at porn, not doing music. Well, of course, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing music for porn. Porn, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's the gig I'm looking for. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know? but <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's like it's all amazing. It's yeah. all great, and it's great. It's, it's good, true. good to be alive, and I like looking forward. Hey, before we wrap up, though, um, I, I just want to spend a few moments because um, we have Larry here um, for him to talk about um, about analog audio and the fact that. 
you know, there's kind of this resurgence, and I know things are going well, and you're, you're selling some consoles over at uh, over at API. You want to talk a little bit about uh, what's happening over at the company and where you're going? Well, we uh, this fall introduced an update to our big frame console uh, and call it an Access Legacy Access console now. Um, but it's really it's it, there really is a, a resurgence or or possibly more awareness of analog audio and the quality that you can achieve yeah. by either acquiring your audio in an analog fashion or mixing your audio analog. So, uh, you know, that the education part of that, and then it's supported by the fact that LPs are strong again uh, and, and people are at least taking some, some time to consider um, you know, high-definition downloads of audio and that kind of thing. Um, it, it's, it's exciting. It's an exciting time. We're, we're happy to be involved and glad to be in it. So. And you just introduced, well, the access, right? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. With the box. And I know the box is just is amazing. The box is a great little console. It's a know. great little console. It's, but it's great how you've positioned yourself, you know, when you look at all the console makers and, and how they've tried to not be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And I like how you guys have said, you know, in addition to what you're using, I have another solution for you. In, in addition to work with it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was brilliant. You know, what, what I like about API is the fact that you just like there's no apology for you know what it's really great stuff. It sounds like this, and it's going to cost you this much money. There you go. You know what I mean? Because sometimes be, it will still work twenty years time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But right. sometimes you you just see some of these manufacturers and they they try to nickel and cut here and baby, and they almost apologizing for making quality goods. And it's like you know what you make something a uh, quality, you just. We should we'll be proud of it, first exactly. off. Yeah. Uh, and and we, have a, we have an obligation, I think, to, to uphold that, that tradition. And, uh, by the way, we, speaking of people who passed on, we lost the co-founder of API yes. uh, oh. in November, Saul Walker, yes. yeah. uh, who was truly a pioneer in, in quality audio, and he really had that passion. So we feel an obligation to maintain uh, the, the, the core designs of API that, that's all really implemented. Yeah, that was, that was, I just remember when you sent me that text and that just, you know, because I, I actually had the honor, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, that I interviewed him for two hours and and he was such a, he's just, he was such a great guy. Mm-hmm. And when he was younger, he was a wild man. I mean, he went to install um, an API console in, um, was it Jimmy Page's house over in it London? It was, mm-hmm, that's right. Um, in the castle. Up, yeah, in the castle, you know, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page, went to go install the console. They they ordered it. They took it over there and found out it wouldn't fit in <laughs> oh. into the studio. So they sawed it in half, oh. cut it in half, moved it in two pieces, and then he had to wire it back together. <laughs> and lived in Jimmy Page's house yeah. for uh, several weeks. Wow! Until they got it put back that, together. So I mean, that's just like cool. that's just just wild. That's just crazy. And he's just he's a, he's the greatest guy. But yeah, but those are the things that happen because you're passionate about what it is you produce. Or, or right. yeah. I think you're gonna say those sort of things happen because you didn't have a tape measure. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, that was awesome. You know what? That was that, that would be something Rob would say. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm helping him out. I know. Rob lives in spirit here yeah. today. The specifications were sent over in centimeters, not yeah. in yeah. 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 
Well, hey, gang, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Um, it's great seeing everybody. It was awesome, and um, there's some exciting things happening on your Nowcast, and uh, um, it'll be fun. And we'll get this stuff edited because uh, I no longer using the other editor who never put up a show, but that's okay. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's got cold in here. No. <laughs> Hey, man. He's doing it for the camera, I think, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, before we go on, really quick, Scott, you're working on anything you can talk about? Uh, I have uh, three projects that just went to Sundance. Uh, three VR projects. Mm. Nice. Uh, and they were couldn't be any different. Um, one is Brothers Keeper, about two boys that grow up in the South, um, only to find out that one goes North, one goes South. They grow up. They find out they're fighting against each other. Yeah. And that's a, like an eight-minute, very powerful piece. Another one is a Tree, which is kind of fascinating. And you actually become a tree from seedling, uh, and you grow, and it's kind of quirky. But it's actually kind of cool in that it's showing you the Amazon rainforest. And then, of course, it's getting burnt down and destroyed. Yeah. So it's something that... At, I think that's more of not like you sit at home and you experience it. Right. But if you're in a museum... And you wanted to really understand it. So they did that. And then there's another one called Wonder Buffalo, which I really think is pretty powerful. It's about a Thai girl whose uh, parents are beating her up because she's fat. And uh, she fantasized instead of being a, a water buffalo, she becomes a comic book hero. She wants to go to Comic-Con and be a Wonder Buffalo. Wow. Mm. And it's a whole take on... In immigration society, somebody comes in who's trying to fight the norms of the culture she was brought up in to find her own way. Anyway, Sundance. That's cool. Bobby O, how about you? Uh, three new books. Uh, fourth editions of the Mixing Engineer's Handbook, Recording Engineer's Handbook, and Mastering Engineer's Handbook. Wow. wow. That's I, awesome. I started in November. <laughs> wow. wow. That's fast. Uh, he well, was Bobby. drinking Bobby's espresso. That's what he did. I had to because my publisher decided they didn't want to be in the audiobook business and stop publishing them. And all of a sudden, I had colleges from all over the world calling me up and saying, Our semester starts. We need some books. So, wow. Yeah, wow. That's going good on for you. Yeah. Good Brilliant. for you. Bobby, hey, it's good to see you for once on Not a Yay! Ah, it's nice to In be here. In real time. Lovely. Missed you guys oh, and girls. See, it's alive. I know. It's alive. It's alive. It's nice. You know, we Thank really got tired of doing the blow up to all of you, so. Yeah, uh, hey, you know what? Up. Really quick. Thank you for letting us use your oh, yeah. oh, My pleasure. Thank you. Next time, I promise I'll have more than two mics. No, it, first of all, you have two amazing mics. Yeah. Oh, speaking of mics. There's what a 47 here. Oh, help yourself! You did want to show. Oh, sure. I forgot about those. Try not drop them though. (laughs) Hold on. Actually, I should tell the story because what I wanted to do, but I didn't have uh, the time because it got dropped to me quite quickly. I wanted to set you guys all up with a sure 57, and then I was going to have my 47, you 47, in a nice big chair and have this here and say, "Guess whose studio this is." (laughs) (laughs) All right. So. uh, I'm going to open this. Yeah, that's it. This is the 47. Have a look at the serial number. That's wow. the one. Wow. So this, this right here, this right here. Smell it. Smell the box. That's, a, that's seriously, <laughs> you've got to smell the box. 1954. Mm. 54? Oh, serial this, number 506. And I'm not going to open from, it up, but it is 
the electronics. All right, you want to open it up? Um, I, that, I need to screw. I can open up the 67 because that's got All a right. screw. This is, these are screws. I can't Bobby open this one. Bobby keeps his mics in amazing condition. And for those of you who don't, don't know microphones, uh, the one that uh, Nick is looking at right now is it's about to drop. Is it's about <laughs> so not going to drop that it. The, that's about that's what? 47. Uh, money boys, uh, you know, beautiful, like beautiful. fifteen grand. It's just, it's just a beautiful instrument. You know, it's, it's just unobtainium. You know, yep, same. All right, well, nobody gets to see anything else. <laughs> That's okay. The camera. Thank you, dear. So nice, right? Way. But the actual, I'm serious. The smelling of the box is just like you smell the Beatles. Mm. <laughs> look at that picture and, and look at that. Oh. Right, Isn't that yeah. a Spinal Tap it, album. It, it, it is. It's not All right, now that we're not on the air, I'm going to smell it, dude. Seriously, we're still recording. Oh, but we're, well, we're still recording the audio. Yeah, no. yeah, so we should we should describe what everybody's doing. They're passing around a, a U forty seven, smelling the old cardboard box. Oh, I really have to be a geek for that, you know. Ah. I mean, that is the geekiest of the geek. <laughs> it's a smell. It, it just is. smells old. It's wonderful. Oh, it does smell. It reminds me of like an old chest of drawers. That's you know? exactly yeah. it is. like that. Yeah. And it's serial number five hundred six. So it's under the first thousand. <laughs> oh, wow. wow! Come on, you got to So, Bobby, what happens <laughs> when the, uh, the what so we're in the, the podcast snorting forty seven? Uh, yeah. yeah. Buy another one. All right. For, so, Bobby, thank you so much for allowing welcome, us to come here. So are, welcome. Are you working on anything? I know. I you're am, a, yeah, I am. I've actually got um, three things going on regarding television. You know, I do. Um, I'm a right underscore for General Hospital, which is right. kind of getting. Um, useful and, and whatever I do um, you know populating my own music library which is trailer trash but there are a lot of things I could tell you about but that's just busy work what I'm doing is your dear friend and my dear friends Martin Page is doing a new album yes. and he's got uh, he's written a couple of great songs with uh, Jack Hughes who's a guitar player with uh, Wang Chung yep. and they're coming over on the 15th and we're going to be cutting through that console drums in there so, oh, nice. so it's going to be cool so maybe bring your, your 360 out and everything and so. just so you know it's, uh, it's an amazing album uh, the, the stuff his stuff is just getting better and better yeah, and yeah better. Page is it's, going through a great stage it's, really gone, is creative. it's phenomenal and actually his album dropped today yeah, um, said, right? In Slender best. Sadness. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys, you want a good album, pick up the Slender Sadness. And if you want to um, check out online, uh, we actually, Bliss produced the uh, EPK. I directed nice. it. Um, nice. So um, we did some stuff and it was really great and it's really cool. So check it out online. Is the video still rolling or not? Yeah, it, it is. Still rolling. I've got Slender Sadness. I can yeah. show it to you if you want. Yeah. Nick? Doing a ton of different stuff. Uh, cranking away at Disney as usual. Um uh, I've really gotten into Eurorack, and so I've been building, you know, a big complex modular synthesizer of the type, you know, that I learned on back right. in graduate school 20 years ago. And that's a that's a longer conversation than today, but it's really been fun. Uh, and I also finally went back and updated my ancient uh, website, throwing out all the PHP code and starting mm -hmm. again with WordPress. Nice. So yeah. uh, I got dragged into the 20th century kicking and screaming. So underthebigtree.com, if you're interested, you can go there and check out some music of mine and so forth. That's fantastic. Um, so that's what's, that's what's going on here. And carpal tunnel surgery. And oh. now my left hand works again. Yay. Right. Good, good right. for you. Larry, how about you? Well, I think uh, probably a big thing we can talk about is... Uh, an access console being built right now for Made in Memphis Entertainment, a Memphis uh, studio that uh, owned by David Porter, who is in the oh, Songwriters Hall of Fame, yeah. wow. uh, and wrote uh, "I'm Soul Man." Yeah. Wow! Oh, wow! I'm coming, yeah. Yeah. Wow! Uh, right, mm -hmm, that one too. That's awesome. What about you, Mikey? Mike, um, just a bunch of stuff that I'm not ready to talk about quite yet. Okay, but be secretive. Things. It's it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be coming down the pipe, but. Um, had a 
just finished doing a bunch of stuff for Martin and uh, had an amazing year last year. Did a lot of traveling and did a lot of really fun projects. And uh, yeah, this year is going to be full of all kinds of stuff. But don't worry, you guys will find out. And actually, the podcast people will find out because a lot of it has to do with the podcast. So that's all I'm going to say. Okay. But right now, we'll just give it that. Oh. Well, hey, listen, if you have any comments or questions, you can reach us at audionowcastnetwork.com. That's audionowcastnetwork.com. And um, hold on one second. I. Hold on one quick second. One quick second. Okay, we're gonna give away. Uh, we're gonna give away one of the new uh, Transformers pedals. Uh-huh. All right. So we don't know how we're gonna do it quite yet, but we're gonna have a giveaway because I just asked Larry and I put him on the spot live. <laughs> <laughs> and I responded in the positive, thankfully. That's, that's <laughs> so the five hundredth email that exactly. we got. So what was he gonna say? No. <laughs> No, in all respect, I did ask him when we were at the NAB show. So I just wanted to remind him. Let's do it. But um, yeah, so we'll figure out a really fun way to do it. And it's a pedal that you will want. And uh, the next podcast, come back and we'll tell you how that's going to happen. So for myself and all the guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll catch you next time. to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and West Wave Audio. The Audio Nowcast is hosted by Mike Rodriguez and uses Aphex's 230 Master Channel Voice Processor. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.